Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, hey, hey! Happy Friday! Oh, sorry. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Let's Chat. I'm Miss Felicia. You know, I got my right hand as well as my left. The fabulous Miss Tony. She is on her way into the chat room. We are talking that talk today about branding made easy. We have two fabulous guests coming into the chat room today: author and publisher. Entrepreneur, mentor, push partner Felicia Hamilton, and editor in chief of Craig Ma- Crave Magazine, Christy Asgard, are both going to come in, drop some jewels on the fabulous um, process of branding. Both of these ladies make it easy. We're going to take a brief break and we will be right back. Listen to with some of this Blue Marley and Yo Gotti. It's an exclusive. Let's go. Push. Push. This your boy, Yo Gotti. Got To my muscle, bitch, I'm living. Yo, God, it told me he got work. I said, OG, let's get it. They do my dirt with no code defending. I know they snitching 30 years, reels, but he broke. That boy got no ambition. I was 16, triple beam, leaning on him. No, the street couldn't hold me. They triple teaming on me. I remember telling Frank, boy, I want a bag. Now I'm shopping with my bitch, all she want is Chanel. Went to sleep, count sheep, I woke up counting money. If it's right for the price, tell him I said money. Remember, I ain't have a pot to piss me. Started whipping, 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 now look how I'm living. Hey, chili in it, big got all my chains on. Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine on. Told that walker flocker got that flame on. 
jugging with my rich homie. Hey, hey, this I live. This I live. This I live. This I live. I really live this life for real. I really do this shit for real. A hundred twenty carries. Don't get yourself embarrassed. But I paid for the cross. I could have bought a navy. Four thousand thirty two grams. Say one. Home damage chain. That's what I paid for just one. When I was young, they labeled your boy damn fool. Twenty two's enough on my Benz truck and my old school. You get the picture, the money. It ain't the issue. Six figures before the rap game. Now I'm a little richer, homie. Still a real nigga. Yeah. I do real shit, man. West fucking round with star shift on my whole brick. Run down the spring field, nigga. Get it how you live. Real recognized, real and don't pay the fucking bill. Broke niggas on chill. Got it on them things in the fast lane. Burning brain, bumping Jake and I live. I represent no Memphis, motherfucker. And this is how I live, motherfucker. This your boy, you got it. I love the Absolutely. development. That's one thing. 
mm-hmm. I love about his the way he writes his books because they can stand alone, stand alone, or they can flow mm-hmm. together. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, yes. If you read it out of order, you it's not like you're gonna be like, oh my god, what happened? I mean, it's just a complete story. Um, and I love the mm-hmm. way he writes that out. Um, there are also a few more books you also want to check out. One. Uh, Amazon, and if you're looking for something good to read, make sure you grab a copy of That Church Life by Teresa Howe. Part two is on its way, as well as uh, Step Into the Pages of the Good Girl's Journey of of Dirty Little Secrets by Zoe Truth. Now, this book right here, I'm telling y'all, you are walking into an erotic experience like no other, so you better step lightly. And reader beware. Absolutely. Zoe Truth got that heat on her pen. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you pick up Clouded Judgment by Bison Carey that is now available as well. And he's That's working on part two of that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It really yes. is. Part two it is really coming is. very coming very shortly. Um, shout out to all of the authors that have reached out to me, the ones that are participating in my luncheon and literature eat and greet, which is going to be March 4th in Atlanta, Georgia. I got to shout out these fabulous authors. I mean, because these people mm-hmm. right here, I didn't have to ask one five times. It was just awesomeness, off top. So shout out to Blake Carrington, Tamika Newhouse, Travis Cure, who is an actor and model. Felicia Hamilton, who is one of our guests on tonight, Rashonda Tate Billingsley, D.E. Adams, Sharon Bennett, the fabulous Justin Q. Young, Victoria Christopher Murray, Sharif Jadon, Rihanna Mallory, and Terry Branch. They will all be featured authors at the event on April the 4th, I'm sorry, March the 4th, uh, 2017. I think what makes, somebody asked me what makes this event unique um, because they had went to another event like that. And I said, well, I think that anything that anybody does is always unique because you put your own stamp on it. Um, I love the way I put this together because each reader gets to only have lunch and interact with their favorite author. But there may be more than one person, you know, featured that's their favorite author. So they just get to have that experience. You know, here on Let's Mm -hmm. Chat, we love to celebrate uh, literature and arts the royal way. And I think that the luncheon was a perfect way of celebrating literature. Um, A portion of Mm -hmm. the proceeds does go to a a community organization or foundation. And so I have picked two. So I'm excited about that. And, I mean, it's we'll have a painting session. Um, the fact was Justin Q. Young, if you guys don't know, not only does he have a erotic pen that will just blow your mind, he is a graphic artist and an artist as well. So he's gonna, we're going to do a painting session. Um, I just think I'm just so excited. It's going to be a mini book event, like a little mini book there, really intimate where people can just really get to know new authors if they didn't know them, um, get to just mix and mingle a little bit with um, they may have never met, but they have read their work. Travis Cure is actually not only just a model and an actor, but he is, he does cover models, covers on books. 
So we had uh, author Mona on last night, and he's actually the cover model for her part three of her book that's coming out shortly. So if you are interested in him as a um, cover model for your cover, I'll make sure that I get that information. You can shoot me an inbox or shoot an email over, and I'll make sure I get that information to you. But it's fabulous, fabulous time in literature. And then on the 5th, we will have a um, Writer's Pro Workshop, which I'll be sponsoring. Uh, Writer's Pro Workshop is something that Rashonda Tay Billingsley and Victoria Christopher Murray put on. Um, so they'll be teaching a five-hour workshop, which is equivalent to four-week a uh, four-week writing course. And recently, me and T took Victoria's editing course. And let me tell y'all, her teaching technique is out of this world. She makes it fun. She makes it easy to understand. She has everybody interacting. It was like the best experience. You get your pen sharpened um, when you first got the dough. Awesome, awesome experience. Wouldn't you say that, T? Absolutely. And um, I'm still I'm still reeling from that class, Leash, because it, it, although it was four weeks, like I said last night, I could have went on another four weeks because that's how much information she gave yes. and that's how much fun she made exactly. it. And, and as well as the other participants in the class besides you and myself, you felt like you were a one-on-one, even though you were in a class Absolutely. full of people. You know, so she really drops those gems. She has no problem answering any question. No question is, is right. mundane. You want you have a question, ask, and she will make sure she explains it to the fullest. And if she can't explain it, she'll get back to you with the answer. So anytime you can get a Victoria Christopher Murray teaching, I'd say grab it, girl, with both hands. Absolutely. Both events are available on Eventbrite. Make sure you head over there and get your one click. And then Felicia Hamilton is going to kick in the chat room door and stir it up with Brandy May Easy. We're going to hit you with some of this. Let's see. We haven't done Keith Robinson in a while. Shout out to Keith Robinson, friends of the show. We got to play you a little Keith Robinson and we'll be right back.
now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, welcome back to Let's Chat. I'm Miss Felicia. I'm here with my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk about branding made easy. We have our first guest kicking in the chat room door, my push partner, author and publisher, entrepreneur, mentor, the fabulous Felicia Hamilton. Hey, how are Hello. you? Yeah. How's it going? Thank you guys for having me tonight. I'm excited. We're excited, girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's kick this thing off. Um, whatever you want. I'm ready. I'm ready. Absolutely. <laughs> I love now, how you came into the chat know, room. <laughs> right. She came in ready. But for those who don't know Felicia Hamilton, they haven't picked up your book, uh, Stay Bossing Up or Stay Basic. I think that's the title. I might get that wrong. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Okay, yeah. Um, I am Felicia L. Hamilton. I am the silent mogul, and that is my moniker. Why is that my moniker? Because I've been in business for over 24 years, but the first half of that time I spent it doing a lot of stuff under the radar, clandestine, people had no idea, a lot of the business moves that I was making. So I kind of mastered the art of moving in silence. So that's why the moniker is the silent mogul, but I'm coming from behind the curtain now to basically teach the hustle. And I'm a six-time published writer. I write for a lot of different publications, including the Huffington Post. And my latest my latest work is Get Bossed Up to Stay Basic, which is just a true memoir of a lot of things that I've encountered over the 24 years of the behind-the-scenes of the hustle, just true stories, anecdotes, and things of that nature that help you push through and, you know, get past some of those basic situations so that you can become a boss. Absolutely. Now, when you decided to write this book and share your knowledge and and share some of the jewels that you had uh, learned over your journey, what was was going on that made you decide, okay, I think I'm going to do this, and what was that process like for you? Well, the catalyst for me was that I was running for political office, and it was a very hard-fought 72-day campaign. It was 72 days' worth of uh, blood, sweat, and tears, probably three to five appearances a day for 72 days, um, seeing various entities, groups, people. You know, I basically had to be someone different three to five times a day because you're going through, uh, going to, different civic and social clubs, going before different boards, things of that nature, campaigning and trying to appeal to get the vote. Well, fast forward to after the election is over, I and I have not won, and that part was okay. But what happened was I had this epiphany that I had done all of the correct things, I had done all of the politically correct things, and I had also been there for every and every anybody who wanted me to, including offering myself up for public service. But then when I looked around and I needed edification myself, no one was there. So at that moment, I had to truly understand in that moment, I was either going to boss up or stay basic. I was either going to pull from my personal resiliency deep down within. You know, I had to basically go back to my my roots as far as a, a project chick, uh 
food stamp kid, a brawler, you know, um, mm-hmm. a neighborhood brawler and all of that in order to not only survive those 72 days, but to survive the abandonment that happened after the fact. Because you got to decide what's going to happen when the applause is over. So that was the catalyst for me writing the book, Get Bossed Up or Stay Basic. It was just time to just really unmask a lot of things. Wow. Absolutely. Um, this is Tony, and what a journey you hey, have. Hey, Tony. Uh, you have, <laughs> hey, sweetie. What a journey you have gone through. But I want to go back to those 72 days of campaigning. Now, you uh-huh. said how you saw the people around you in the beginning, and they weren't pretty much standing with you at the end. But what, mm-hmm. did, what was the biggest thing you learned about yourself, Felicia Hamilton, in those 72 days? What did you learn about you? And that's exactly what caused me to be who I am today. What I learned about me was that I had put myself in a position where position where I was delaying my own personal greatness for the sake of giving other people what they wanted. Okay? Anything that they wanted, especially during those seventy two days, I was. You know, wear your hair like this, don't wear your hair like that, or cut it a few mm-hmm. inches. Or don't wear these heels, or then do wear these heels. Uh, you can't be single at this event, but then they like you to be single at this event. They don't want you, you know. So what I learned about myself was that no matter what is going on, no matter what, you have to be authentic. So right then and there, I had a reunion with my authentic self, and mm-hmm. that person emerged and is here to stay. And because I paid my dues. You know, you either like who that authentic person is or you don't. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And really, it's this is Lisa. We have to announce ourselves because we sound so much alike. But you do, really. really. I'm, I'm uh, tripping like <laughs> A lot of times what people go through is just being able to accept people for who they are. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people get wrapped, they get wrapped up in everything on the outside, and it's like mm-hmm. it's rare when you find somebody that just accepts you for who you are. Now, right. can you talk a little bit about um, your branding and and how Definitely. you push your 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 pushing that you give to all of us? You have so many push partners everywhere, but you kind of blend a little bit of that, a little bit of don't get caught up in what everybody is doing or not doing or how they're doing it. Tell us a little bit about how you work with that. Absolutely. Um, well, to piggyback off of the last statement, uh, when I did, when I really tapped into my authentic self, then I knew my brand was going to the next level because I had given myself permission to just really, really um, not – allow my delayed greatness to continue, okay? So in Mm -hmm. me being so authentic, so raw, so unfiltered, just this is who I am. This is Felicia L. Hamilton. If you like it, you don't. This is what I've been building for all of these 24 years. Every single thing that I've done that has been in the vein of what you all have wanted me to do has positioned me for this day here when I could just keep it real, tell you what I want to tell you and say a few cuss words and if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And if you don't, 
you can find someone else to listen to because that's just where I am. Now, when it comes to branding and brand positioning with people who are in my network and different things of that nature, I feel like the only way that you can truly brand yourself is if you know who the hell you are. you got to know exactly who you are in order for that authentic person to come through because if you're pretending to be or you're imitating someone or you're just trying on someone else's shoes or someone else's dress or trying on someone else's life, there's no authenticity in that. So you're not going to be very effective in branding that because it doesn't belong to you in the first place. Wow, girl, you just said a mouthful. You need to say that. You know who you are to brand yourself. Be authentic. I love Mm -hmm. that because Mm -hmm. you can't brand someone else. No, you cannot. You know, you're only adding there. You Um, can't. I had to write that down, Felicia, because I'm going to hashtag Felicia with that. We've all been been teenagers where we either, you know, we were getting ready to go to a party and maybe we wore someone else's dress or they wore ours or just whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But you cannot brand yourself as that person or thing because you're putting on their uniform. You've got to look in the mirror and just really decide. And for me, once that 72 days was over, I had to really look in the mirror and decide. Because as I said earlier, after 72 days, I can honestly say I did not know who in the hell I was for a minute. Mm -hmm. I had to just Mm -hmm. reacclimate and reintroduce myself to myself. So that was the catalyst of me really communing with myself and say, you know what, the only thing that got me through this, not the handlers, not the ones who were coaching me on what to say and not the ones who were, you know, getting me in the doors as far as the political arena and all of that, the only thing that got me through that 72 days with some semblance of sanity was when Mm -hmm. I from the inside, I went back to my roots as far as, you know, that little girl who grew up in the hood, that little girl that was on food stamps, that little girl that had to struggle, that little girl who had to fight, you know, her way through the streets in high school and things like That's who got me through the 72 days, not the people around me. And once the 72 mm-hmm. days were over, they had gotten what they wanted and that they were gone. So it was only myself left with that little girl you know, mm. whom I was. So, mm-hmm. you know, I looked at her, she looked at me, and it was like, CMB, we in this forever, so let's do it. And that's how that's it all we got. That's all we got. <laughs> right, that's <laughs> so, all we got. That's all we got that's right all we here. Got. And we talk about right. that all the time. We, we, Tony and I talk about making sure somebody else is not selling you their drink. And I say mm-hmm. that to say this. You know, people don't really make you. It's kind right. of like meat. You know, when you go to the store, the meat is packaged. If it's a nice mm-hmm. cut, if it's a good cut, that meat, you're not going to have to really season it. It's going to be awesome once you cook it. But you got to right. prepare it. You have to unwrap mm-hmm. it. And I think people Absolutely. are the same way. Sometimes you already got it. You just don't know mm-hmm. how to tap into what you have. And so you That's need exactly people right. to unwrap you. And sometimes that unwrapping comes in a negative way. And sometimes it comes in a positive way, but you have to be unwrapped in order to get mm-hmm. to that point in your life where you kind of say, oh, oh, wow, I'm pretty awesome, but know it. You know, I think a exactly. lot of times people get caught up in affirmations. I don't know, it's the society. Mm-hmm. Men affirm women, and they think that's going to get them over. People say, oh, girl, you're so pretty. Oh, I love them shoes. I mean, affirmations is just 
overused all over the place. And sometimes, all like wrong. you said, you have to affirm yourself when you yourself, accept what yourself. is you. I, I, and you now know what? You, you know you what? Gotta, I uh-huh. thank God for Go the marinade. I really do. I thank God for the marinade. But, you know, the true cut of who I am and you trim off all the fat, that's who it is. That's what you're left with. And so that is what I had to, that is exactly right. So that is who and what I had to bring to the forefront. So when I do my morning stream every day, my hustle motivation or whatever, who you are getting, who you are getting is a result of all of that being stripped off. And that's who I started with. And then after all of the BS over all the course of 20-plus years, which actually culminated with those 72 days, this is who mm-hmm. you got. So it was cyclical. I definitely ended up with the same person as I started with. So that's who you mm-hmm. see every day when you come on my live stream every day. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish our young girls would just, just take just a little portion of what it is that you try to instill and what you bring to uh, your, your post every day. Because I think a lot of them live in the moment, and like Lisa said, they need validation when mm-hmm. all they need is themselves and to be themselves and to realize mm-hmm. the value within themselves. And I think that's something that's very lacking in our young generation today. And it's hard for that's them to actually do that when every image they see is an image that's geared at uh, giving them just one notch that's better than the image mm-hmm. that they're looking at in the mirror. When in actuality, right. every everything that you need is, is right there. Now, you know, you may make some changes to the garnishment, mm-hmm. but as far mm-hmm. as that inner you, whomever that is, whomever that inner you is, that's who's going to mm-hmm. pass or fail, not any of the garnishment. The garnishment doesn't pass or fail the test for you. You do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you know, you 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 push. You have your push partners, and there's some right. everybody, whether they're authors or entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. But what would be um, the five um, really basic forms of advice that you would give somebody that's entering into any realm as far as needing to push themselves outside of making sure you know who you are? Okay, you said five things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one would be, and, and this is something that I ask anybody that I work with, you know, um, first of all, who are you? You know, who in the hell are you? I mean, for real, for real. You know, don't give me a scripted answer. Don't give me the answer that people think you're supposed to be. Who are you? And and are you willing to be in love with that person forever? From here on out, are you willing to be in love with that person? Secondly, um, what you have chosen to do, can you do this well? Or is this just something that looks like it's fun, it looks like it generates a lot of money, it looks like it's popular or whatever, and you're no damn good at it, you're just trying to jump into the um, to the money pool and make it happen. Is this something that you're any good at? And if so, and if so, then question number three would be, are you willing to, again, marry this thing? Because you've already married yourself and who you really are. But are you really willing to marry this thing and, and keep it in your life forever? Because it's very possible that you're not going to make a dollar a lot of days. It's very possible that you're going to feel a little bit, you know, of trepidation a lot of days. And there's a lot of days that you're going to feel like, you know, why in the hell did I choose this right here? 
But mm-hmm. your being in love with that thing is what's going to keep you bound to it forever and keep you in your tribe. And then mm-hmm. the fourth thing is, you know, I would make sure that I don't base everything off of triumph because if you base everything off of triumph, you're going to be, you know, disappointed all the time. You have to base things off of your try. Are you willing to get up and try every day? Is this something that you at least want to try and get done? Because you're not always going to come home with a win, you know, but if you come home with a try, it's all good in the hood, you know? And then the fifth thing is, the fifth thing is, are you going to do this thing and brand yourself as this thing? Are you going to wear this uniform and it's going to be yours? You're married to it. It's married to you. This is what you're doing. And you're just going to boss the fuck up and you're going to do it. You know, you're not going mm-hmm. to be wishy-washy. You're not going to be on one side of the fence or the other. You're not going to be a plumber on Monday, a teacher on Tuesday, a fireman on Wednesday, um, a chef on Thursday. <laughs> you're going to be a multi-level marketer on Friday. On Saturday, you're going to take a break, and then on Sunday, you're going to be in the pulpit. No, I need for you to decide right here and now, no matter what happens, shit or shine, you're going to be that person, period. And then that's the only way you're going to be able to effectively brand yourself because after that, it's more so processes and procedures. But that mental piece has to happen first because you've got to have a paradigm shift. You've got to be really, really dialed in on who it is that you're talking to, what you're talking about, and what core you're talking from. And that's where a lot of people miss the boat when it comes to their branding. Now, we want you to do a class on Brandon. Alicia and I would be front and center. <laughs> I would love to. She's I would actually, love to. She's actually the spokesperson. Um, she's doing the, she's the the main speaker at the, at the event that I'm having. I know. She's going she's gonna <laughs> to okay. be telling people how to get bossed up. They're going to be feeling like they're in literary church. They're going to come out of that thing like, all right, I'm ready. I got my paper bag. I'm ready. I I think it's going to be exciting because, you Mm -hmm. know, what's funny, you know, what's funny, I started writing before we had all of these, um, I don't know, it's just like there's a plethora now of publishing companies and, you know, you've got this whole big machine and all that. When I started writing, there was really just the big five in New York as far as publishing companies. And then the mm-hmm. self the people who self-published were looked upon as, you know, that's just not even an entity that you even want to entertain. So when I right. was, you know, writing 96, 97, 98, it was a whole different ballgame then. Mm-hmm. So I, I come from that era of, you know, n- not really having a, as many of the resources as people have now. But, right. you know, hey, I'm still here. Awesome. We actually have a hand up. You mind taking a call, Felicia? Sure. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Absolutely. We got two one three seven one six. You're live in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, everybody. This is Peter Mack calling from California. Hey, Peter Hi, Mack. Hey, Peter. How you doing? Hey, Alicia. Hi, Tony. How y'all doing? We are good. Thank you. And Miss Felicia, I love your energy. Oh. I love your style. I love your Thank approach. You. I love Thank it you. when um I love it when I hear a woman who um has identified and being able to successfully manage manifest her self worth because because that's my theme. You know, I'm always congratulating and motivating women to um who move with desire, motivation, and dedication uh, for peace, power, and position. 
So, you know, that's the main theme of all of my novels. So when I hear a, a, a young lady speak on, on, on identifying her self-worth and, and using it to manifest her vision, it just makes me feel like the job is done, even though you might have not been one of my students. But, uh, you know, everyone who feels like I do, it's another one to the good. Exactly, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much for calling in. It's, you know, it's just one of those things you have to evolve and you have to continue to evolve. And as you mm-hmm. evolve and grow and you're allowing yourself permission to just, you know, accept everything that's being brought your way as far as the learning and the growth, then you can really take that thing and move to the next level. So that's what I always try to do. Well, my life was changed after I began studying uh, with a brother who uh, his first instruction to me was to unlearn what you've learned. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, once, once you begin the process of unlearning, then you come to, you know, there's a study process that happens after oh, that. Yeah. You get to look, oh, yeah. you get to looking at that. You get to looking at that black bugs bunny as the one who couldn't talk. You get to look mm-hmm. at, you know, Fat Albert and them. They couldn't talk. You get to look mm-hmm. at all these signs and symbols that you that you got growing up and saw that it was designed to keep you from talking. So once right. we develop the power to talk, we want to do it as effectively and as loudly as we can. So yeah. Right. So once we unlearn what we've learned, now we can put some some clean water in a clean glass. And then we can get our proper nourishment after that. Leisha will tell you my motto every morning on my live stream: Let them know you're in the room. Let them you're know you are always. <laughs> let them know you're always mm-hmm. in the room. Always be branding. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, and I find that um, you know, like I was telling uh, Tony, my dad was the first to, to notice that um, my style to uh, literature was being emulated from my posting, my business arrangements, and my my my. Uh, my language. Um, mm-hmm. At first, they said, you know, at first I had people saying he can't write urban fiction, you know, but it's okay. just that I had not. It's just not. I had not written urban fiction before. But mm. uh, it just goes what you. It just goes what you were saying about branding yourself and being authentic to yourself. There are a okay. lot of people who come into the literary industry and see uh, what the easy. It's so easy to to write about sex, drugs, violence, and murder. You know what right. I mean? Everybody. Everybody knows that story. And, um, you know, this, this is what you said. You really have to find your own voice. And, you know, there's not much originality in the game, so you have to bring your own originality to the page Absolutely. as much as you can. You definitely have to fold yourself out and give up Absolutely. yourself and don't be afraid. It takes courage to do that. Mm-hmm. Naked and exposed is what Absolutely. I call it. Yeah, exactly. Is that what you call it? Naked and exposed, yes. Yeah, we're talking the same language. Hi, Alicia. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. Hey, we're welcome. We appreciate you calling in. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, we know he's welcome here all the time. No, that's what's up. And I think Alicia is a great example of of being very comfortable, being very affirmative, and being very, I am in your face, and I am beautiful, and I'm giving you what you want. I see her on FaceTime Live all day, every day. It's not anything oh, yeah. that she's, she's going she's to real, tell us she's about. She's real boss up. I'm like, look at her. Where you at up. now, girl? <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely bossed up. That's for sure. That's what's up. It was great calling in. Thank you for uh, thank you for sharing with us, Felicia. I appreciate it. Thank you. No, thank you for your question thank and your you comment. So thank either. you. Thank you, Tony. So we're going to put you back in the queue. We'll have to continue right. to listen. Have a good evening. All right. Okay. We love Peter. He is awesome. Now, yeah, Peter's yeah, got so you Peter's voice is, is easy to listen to, too. Right, yeah, he's right here, he like, very well on the side. <laughs> sure, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we tease him when he comes in the chat room. People are a little more basic than it for you. 
keep her a little I'm more mad. distance like, you. That was the Felicia I, for a second, I For a second, I was like, man, is he getting ready to bust out with Secret Garden or what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I, I, I hear you. I, I hear you. I see you. Mm-hmm. See you, <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you got your book. Uh, um, you have your book. Your book is out. Correct. And you are trying to get it promoted and get it mm-hmm. out there. And what are some of the mm-hmm. things that you um, have to do in order to kind of get your book going? Okay. Me personally or just a lay person? Uh, you personally. Okay, me personally, yeah. Well, for me personally, every single thing that I do is an event, okay, whether it's an actual event or not. But everything that I do, I set it up as an event because I come from 20-plus years of the entertainment uh, club promotion and event planning background, okay? That's how I started. I started off at 22 years old as a club promoter, you know, hustling in the hood clubs and, you know, doing the um, – doing the the rap groups and the hole-in-the-wall clubs and the smoker parties, all of that. So I approach everything that I do in terms of promotion, I approach it the same way. Everything is an event. Everything is a party, even if it's online. So there's always some pre-talk to it. There's always, you know, fly-ass graphics. There's always um, post-talk after, you know, it's been released. Um, And then there's some catalyst somewhere, whether it's leading up to purchasing it, whether it's um, an online book launch, whether it's a um, networking party, just whatever. But I always do a build-up the same way I used to do with club promoting and parties. So I approach it, I approach it from an event standpoint, not necessarily mm-hmm. the book itself. This thing is one big event or party for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that gets the groove of that uh, whatever it is that you're working on. That that energy comes through when you approach it that way, and those that are attending or watching feel that as well. Absolutely, because you know along the way you're not necessarily you're not necessarily doing something. Say for instance, you're not having an event, but just say you're posting about it, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times mm-hmm. people a lot of times people make static posts. And that's what they are, the posts that stand still, they're static, static posts. They make static mm-hmm. posts, hey, coming soon, X, Y, Z. Well, what is it about coming soon, X, Y, Z, that we give a damn about, you know? Right. Um, there right. has to be some sort of insight into X, Y, Z. There has to be some sort of reason why we should care about X, Y, Z coming out. There should be some mm-hmm. reason why you're personally attached to X, Y, Z. So, um, whether it be me um, going to an event or being invited somewhere and, and, and me posting maybe a thirst trap or two, and then all of a sudden I say, hey, and guess what? Since 347 of you guys are liking this one picture, you know, um, this, is a, mm-hmm. it, this is an example of always be branding, get bossed up or stay basic. You can find it on XYZ. You know, so mm-hmm. it's just always about brand positioning in, in what I'm doing all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love you. Yeah, you girl, you got me taking notes. I'm on, like, page three taking notes just for a minute. Oh, my goodness. When was the last time I did, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, that's what that's what Tommy does. She she will get some notes <laughs> out of everything and will yeah, come back with well, some stuff. Gotta, you be like, how did that? Be like, yes, you did. <laughs> we we got to learn. It's nothing else. We got to be coachable. Yes, absolutely. Now, this is Lisa. I always uh, I love this question, and I always ask it. So we're sitting here a year from now, and we're talking about the accomplishments that Felicia Hamilton um, has achieved in 2016. What are some of the mm-hmm. things we will be talking about uh, in 2017? In 2017, we're going to be talking about what my plans are for 2020, probably. Um, oh, I'm already... Girl. I'm already out of 2016. My motto is, if you're still talking about 2016 now, you're so late. So my journal now that I write in is for 2017, which means I'm already probably in the second quarter of 2017. So if we're going to be sitting there in 2017 talking about anything, we're probably going to be talking about what my plans are for 2020. We're probably talking about the fact that I've retired from the entertainment uh, event venue club promotion industry because I've hit my 25 years already in 2017. We're probably talking about, you know, extensive travel and things that are coming up within the next five years. We're probably talking about all of the people who have been somewhat impacted by the push movement and the global movement that we have started, put together, and that we love so much because our motto is we don't play, we push. So we're always trying to push each other to grow and to win and to make better things happen. So if you're talking to me in 2017, of course, we're not talking about 2016 at all, and we're pretty much not even talking about 2017. I'm, pre- I'm moved on to the next phase of what the game is bringing for me because I'm constantly moving and growing. So, yeah, I'm – I just, I, I, I don't know. I'm always in forward thinking motion, pretty much. You better talk that talk, girl. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, standing, standing still is just not even, not even an option. And I, you know, I tell people, if you gonna keep up, you gotta stay up, because I'm trying to keep them up all night long with the fact that this life, you only have one shot. You've only got one shot. And for me, if I was blessed enough to be given 24 years in entrepreneurship, which a lot of people give up after one, two, five years because it's not Mm -hmm. easy. It's not an easy road. We eat what we kill. So if we don't hunt, we don't eat, you know, and sometimes people just get tired of hunting. It's a rough road. Um, Mm -hmm. So we've got to really be dialed in to what it is that we're trying to do and that whole lifestyle. And people are probably wondering, what has all this got to do with branding? Every single thing that you do from the way you hunt to the way you disseminate that meal when you bring it back to your tribe to eat, um, mm-hmm. after you are filled and fortified, how you go back out into um, your your communities and the people who are watching you and the people who are saying, well, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to do this, I want to do that, but I can't, I'm afraid, you know, I don't have the motivation or the skill set or whatever. You know, every sing, mm-hmm. single thing you do, regardless of what your hustle is, you're always in branding mode because you're not necessarily branding products. You're branding yourself as a survivor, as someone who mm-hmm. came through, as someone who beat the odds, someone who beat the system. Now, the products that you have, the business that you have, that's just one layer of who you are, but you're branding yourself all the time. 
which is why my latest course is called Always Be Branding, no matter what, Always Be Branding. Wow, absolutely. You have you have laid it out on the table, and any layman can figure it out and follow, so I so appreciate you sharing that with us. And did I see you're that welcome. you're going to be at the Queen City Bullies event this weekend? Yes, I will be in Charlotte. As a matter of fact, I will be there all weekend long. I will hit the Queen City tomorrow. I'm excited about that. They've got a red uh, carpet premiere. Um, Silk White, Trey Verdejo, their movie, The Hackman, is premiering on Saturday night. So I will definitely be in attendance for that and making my appearance on the red carpet as well. And supporting the whole Queen City Bullies movement. You know, Shona and Amir and Mimi Capri and everybody else that's involved in that whole um, that whole boss up movement, that whole you know family of of hustlepreneurs, solopreneurs that have mm-hmm. come together to make this event great. So I'm excited and humbled Absolutely. that they will want me to be a part of it. Me too. I'll be there. I get in early in, in the morning because I'm a clubhouse bully, and uh, I'm going to be looking forward to meeting you on. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I'm going to yes. be part of their weekend as well. Wonderful. That's exciting. Now, mm-hmm. which one of you is this? Yeah. Alicia or Tony? I'm sorry. It's Tony. Okay. <laughs> y'all sound freakily yes, alike. I won't be there. Okay. Yeah, y'all sound freakishly alike. That's I'll weird. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Goodness. Absolutely. Now, tell us a little bit about. What you have coming up next? You got your book. You, you're pushing mm-hmm. your branding. You are writing mm-hmm. for the Huffington Post. You're, mm-hmm. You have all these things already uh, in motion. What what's what's next for you? Well, what's happening now is um, people are actually sending me scripts to look at. Now, hey, what that entails, I don't know, but I have been contacted <laughs> by people to say, hey, you know, I have the script. Think you would be great. Would you, you know, mind taking a look? seeing if there's a part in there that you would like. I'm like, sure, okay, well, hey, is that the next thing? That's the next thing? I don't know. just depends on how it feels when I get it because, again, if it's not part of the uniform that I'm wearing, I'm not putting it on, you know, because I'm consistently branding me. I'm not trying to put on someone else's uniform, someone else's shoes, someone else's hat. I'm sticking right. with my vein of mm-hmm. of who Felicia L. Hamilton is. So um, I have a web series coming up soon and a documentary that I will be shooting very soon. And then Mm -hmm. some other publications have uh, approached me about writing for them as well. So there's a lot of things on the table. It's just about managing my time and taking things in manageable bites so that it's effective. I don't want to do Mm -hmm. 86 things. Like there are some people that I know that do 86 things, and um, <laughs> they seem to do all they seem to do all 86 well, but okay, that's fine. Um, I'll take you know maybe 15 or 20 and just focus on those. So yeah, that's that's what I have coming up. That's awesome. This is Tony Felicia. Now you have so many awesome things that you are involved in and that you will become involved in. How uh-huh. are you keeping it all together? Do you have a team around you? How do you keep it? and manage it to to make it always appear that you are always in control? Well, because I'm in my season of no right now. Um, I'm in my mm-hmm. season of no, which is very effective for me. So no, it just doesn't affect, 
you know, it doesn't affect my brand in a positive way right now. No, I would love to attend. However, you know, I'm stretched a little bit too thin. Um, yeah, this sounds great, but I, we're probably going to have to revisit this a little later on because, no, I don't have the time right now. Um, mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to be able to be here, there, 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 and here because I'm scheduled to be here. And, you know, I I have finally come to understand that no doesn't mean never. It just means not now. And I'm okay with saying it, and I'm guilt-free in saying it. So it's a very peaceful mm-hmm. process for me. And because I'm in my season of no, it keeps me from running around like a chicken with my head cut off, trying to be everything to everybody and being nothing to myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and that's just makes, that just empowers you to to be you, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. not have to jump through hoops trying to satisfy and make everyone else happy. And I know Lisha, and I may be paraphrasing it, I know she she says to our, our guest on the show that when someone comes looking for you, Lisha, you can just finish it there is one thing. But when you have to go look at <laughs> looking for someone else, that's right what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always Definitely. say when people come looking for you, they don't come empty-handed. When you go looking mm-hmm. for them, they expect your hands to be full. And so and that can even be said about those that, may not support you at that point in time and what it mm-hmm. is that you're doing. They mm-hmm. may not um, be behind you. They, You know, you may not have those people. You know, it's always that situation like you spoke on um, that where you're there for everybody, but when it comes down for people to be there for you, they're not there. And so right, you have to right. learn how to be there for yourself. But for yourself, as you go along right. and you, you, you are down for yourself doing what you need to do for you, and once you just start doing for you, you'll look up, and all of those people are going to be looking for you, you know. And, and those are the people that weren't even paying you no mind. So you just Mm-mm. keep going. Just keep doing what you want to do. All the time. It's that Mike Jones effect. Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They're all on me. So mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely <laughs> one of those things where you just got to make sure that you're so you're so secure and you're so sure about what it is that you're doing, regardless of how hard the road is, you'll stick mm-hmm. through that time when back then they didn't want you. You know, because sometimes people will, in that season, they'll quit. You know, they'll quit in that season. They won't even get to see the other side of now they're hot and they're all on them. They won't even get there because they'll quit in that other season. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. season of no, I love I that. <laughs> I need a season of no. Season of no. I am so in the season of no. It's a wonderful place to be. It is. Absolutely. I love it. It's peaceful. Well, we appreciate you coming. In. It is. It is. <laughs> you know what? It really is. When you are, like you said, when you just kind of know yourself, mm-hmm. and it's just peace. You don't yeah. have to do what other people need, you know, because sometimes you get stuck in that, not necessarily somebody selling you their dream, but you helping them sell their own dream. Sometimes we, we get caught up in that too. And you never get to do what it is for you, whether it's you and the kids and the husband or whomever the case may be, but sometimes you just got to do you. 
Well, and you have and to as women, um, go out as there. And we have to look at that, too. You know, even in our personal mm-hmm. relationships, you know, we're always put in a position where we are the one who edifies everybody and everything, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, right. you have to decide, hey, I don't necessarily like this right here. This doesn't make me happy or this makes me feel this kind of way. For the longest, we were social, socialized to not have a voice in our own happiness. Okay, mm-hmm. so now, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, look, I look. there's certain things I like, there's certain, I don't pinch my nipples, I don't like that, I don't know who taught you that, don't do that to me, I don't like that, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. then maybe there was a time suffering. when, there, maybe there was a time when we would go along to get along, you know, um, but mm-hmm. when you really, really, really enter your domain of knowing who and what you are, your authentic self, and loving it, you're vocal, mm-hmm about what makes you happy and what doesn't. And so you're not too, you're not too, um, I don't know, you're not too free with giving that up. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's powerful. And thank you so much for sharing that with us and our listeners. You're welcome. A lot of people mm-hmm. need to hear that. We so mm-hmm. appreciate you taking time out because I know you're trying to get everything situated. You're trying to head out to North Carolina to the Queen Bullies yeah. um, event yeah. on tomorrow, on Saturday. So we appreciate you taking time out to come and kick it with us in the chat room. On your way out, make sure you shout out all of your social media um, where everybody can reach you at um, and how they can get your book. Definitely. So, Miss Tony, so I'll see you over the weekend. Is that what I heard? Yes, you, you will. I'll be okay, in there so tomorrow sure, morning. Okay, so make sure we um, we connect. And um, okay. anybody else out there that's in, in the Queen City for the weekend, um, let's connect. Let's build this network. Let's not spend our time, our gas, our energy, go to these events and leave out with no connections, no Mm-hmm. Real estate, nothing that we can utilize. We 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 show up, we, we check in, then we check out, and then we check out for real. So we've mm-hmm. got to start, stop mm-hmm. doing that so that we can build from the inside out and really grow our brands and and really globally grow ourselves. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. My social media is my name because I am my brand, Felicia L Hamilton on Facebook and uh, Instagram, uh, the Silent Mogul. Still Felicia L. Hamilton, and on Twitter, Felicia L. Hamilton. So you can find me if you, hey, what do they say? Google me. Felicia L. Hamilton is my name. <laughs> yes. You know, you spoke a mouthful. You want you want to come into this weekend and leave richer than you arrived. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm taking out of, out of what you're saying, and that is so true and so positive. You have to have that mentality. I'm going to take something away from this as much Absolutely. as I can. Absolutely, because mm-hmm. why not? Why would you go? Why would you use your time, your gas, your energy, your everything just to show up? Because in today's mm-hmm. age, you can just watch something online or wait for the pictures to circulate. But if you're not going with intentional motion about what it is for you that you're trying to get mm-hmm. out of that situation that's going to affect your brand, then a lot mm-hmm. of, I find where a lot of people get really disappointed in going to things and coming away empty, and it has nothing to do with the event. It has to do with their approach to the event. Mm-hmm. You know, what exactly. did you underline as a thing that you went to go and do? So as long as you have intentional motion always in the forefront, then it doesn't matter. You know, they can have a five-course meal or they can have five crystals. I'm going there to get what I came for. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm looking but forward have to meeting you. Y'all are, I, think. I think y'all got one castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to oh, be a fun weekend. Yes, it's going to be a fun weekend. I'm excited about it. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me tonight. I appreciate it. Oh, you're so and welcome. We appreciate, we appreciate you. you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I guess we're, we're, and you're we're welcome back anytime. Off. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, let's, let's do it again. Let's do it again and talk about some um, our uh, <clears throat> unfiltered stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. We like that kind of stuff. <laughs> you have, absolutely. You, you, have, you know me. You have Brand, branding is great. Branding is great. <laughs> but, you know, I like, I like to, you know, get real, real, real with them. So I, I kept the GP for you guys. <laughs> well, we we got to revisit that. <laughs> <laughs> on a different level. <laughs> yes, most definitely. Absolutely. Most definitely. So you guys have a good night. We can Thank have you so a no holds bar session. No holds bar. Let's you. do it. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, have a good okay. night. And safe travel. All right. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. You're bye-bye. Awesome. I love her I love energy. Her energy. <laughs> yes, I love it. She she's always is really down to earth. She's laid back, humble, but she she tells it and gives it to you straight up, no chaser. Um, just this is what it is. You either gonna go to the left, or you gonna go to the right. Which way you gonna go? Mhm. Otherwise, get out of my way. <laughs> oh, and get out of your own way. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take a brief break. You have just if you're just tuning in, this is Let's Chat. I'm Miss Leisha, and I'm here with my right hand, and sometimes Tony. We're talking to talk about branding made easy. We just had our firm publisher, Felicia Hamilton, on. If you missed the interview, no worries. You can go back and check the archives on Blog Talk or iTunes. That's right, Let's Chat can be picked up as a podcast on iTunes. We will take a brief break, and then we will be back with Miss Christy Lux, the chief uh, okay. editor-in-chief. In- of Praise Magazine. Okay. I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, once more she gone Like glass jars, use the whole grip when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, once more she gone Like glass jars, use the whole grip when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone Shorty like my body, set my name first Gonna make up, go in the same purse We out here on the grind she got the same thirst, I got her mind, body, and soul, three-round burst. My soldier in heels, the breast behind the ski mask, Netflix and chill. As I roll out the weed bag, she show how she feel. You know a nigga see that, she want my attention, and she know it's time to be back. I'm always down the block, put on Mary J. Blige. Hump like handles till she see a mirage. When it's deep, my rib can feel a squeeze from her thighs. I could tell that she mind by the look in her eyes. If we get caught in the act, we'll be sentenced to life. So when it's time to throw down, we don't ever think twice, taking shots at the missus, but this is my wife, so all them shots be misses, bitch, get you a life, I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on, one line at a time, once more she gone, 
like glass shards. Use the whole whiff when it's strong. Roll up one whiff and I'm gone. I want the keys to Bolivia. She turning me on one line at a time. One snore and she gone like glass shards. Use the whole whiff when it's strong. Roll up one whiff and I'm gone. Yeah, how you doing, love? What's your name, number, and sign? You so divine. Let me look at you from behind. Yeah, your body banging. Coke bottle, some type of model. Digging how when you move through the crowd, the eyes follow. Got my attention. You got my head spinning, the kind of feeling that got you tripping so revealing. Mind state of a hustler, your style so appealing. I'm looking for a trip to Bolivia if you willing. The boy taking Szechuan State and take a break from the day to day. We can get away on a holiday. Vibing, coasting, bragging, boasting. Chopping it up back to back, blunts in motion. Hugging the ocean, shopping, copping, designer. Baby, tell me how that sound. I want the finer things in life. A1 weed, papers and pipes. And we can get it right. I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass shards, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass shards, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone You are now tuned in to the mother and greatest Yes, we are back. We are back. This is turning out to be a really, really great show, see. We have another fabulous guest kicking in the chat room. All right. Hi, Christy. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you, ladies? Hi. How's it going this weekend? Tonight. Been a good week? Yes. Busy but good. Awesome. Yes. I understand. Trust me. Now, for all of those who who don't know who you are, um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your journey. Well, I am currently the um, editor-in-chief of Crave Magazine, and I actually started with Crave in 2008 as the director of brand development. So, um, you know, I was responsible for um, the marketing, making sure that the brand identity stayed intact with different things that we were doing. Um, and I was in that position for about four years. And then in 2012, I stepped into the editor-in-chief position, which is where I am currently. So that is my crave journey. Um, my journey, I think, into entertainment started back in 1999. I actually started my first talent management company in 1999. And I used to manage hip-hop artists, you know, underground artists, MCs in New York. I was like a real hip-hop head and everything back then. So um, I had like a large group of uh, really, really talented um, hip-hop artists. And I did that for quite a while. And um, eventually, you know, just kind of transitioned, wanted to do something different and got into event promotions, marketing, branding, did a lot of um, events for a lot of different companies. I premiered Sex in the City for uh, HBO back in Dallas. So I've done events with Tyson Beckford. You know, just kind of a lot of event promotions along the way. And uh, that's mm-hmm. how I transitioned. And that's how I actually met uh, the team over at Crave. I had done an event called Cocktails and Couture in Dallas, and Tyson Beckford was the host. So, of course, with Crave being, you know, fashion, they um, heard about the event and they came out. And there, after that, they um, highlighted me in Crave. I was actually in Crave before I started working with them. 
and my event promotions okay. company was called the Go To Girls. Mm-hmm. And we had, you know, so yeah, we were the Go To Girls. So um, they did a story on me, and then after that, we just kind of, you know, talked a little bit more, and it was kind of like, you know, we should work together. So that's how I ended up at Grace. Wow, what a journey! <laughs> it has been. Absolutely. It has been, and you know, it's it's funny because I I forget about all of the things just over the course of years, you know, until I talk about it, and it's like I, I guess it really has been a journey, but it's been a great one. Mm-hmm. Wow, absolutely! And you also Tony, you wrote right? a book. Oh, go ahead, see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I was gonna. I was gonna ask. Book, a, she you? didn't think I was gonna find it, <laughs> but I found it. I told her I ordered my book. She said that book ain't gonna come. And when it That's came, exactly I was like, "Look what, what I got!" She was like, "She found that book." <laughs> she found the book. Yes. Yeah, at least you will find <laughs> something. There's nothing out there that Lisa cannot no, find. I will find it. <laughs> she found it. It was so funny. She posted that picture and tagged me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, she found this book. I wrote that book in 2008, uh-huh. and I don't even have a copy of that book anymore. But somehow wow. the fabulous Leisha went on and found that book. <laughs> yes, she will she find she it. it. Wow. <laughs> Wow. And it was um, all the I was things you really want to tell people. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, see. No, I wanted to ask her, um, have you always pictured yourself doing what you do today? Is this something that you've always wanted, you know, you pictured yourself doing? You know, kind of. I don't know that I um, really necessarily saw myself as an editor of a magazine per se, but I always felt mm-hmm. like I would be in this industry and I always knew that I would be behind the scenes. You know, I'm not really um, someone that wants to be in front of the camera or, you know, anything like that, but I always knew I would be behind. My job is to make good people great and great people phenomenal, so I'm always the woman mm-hmm. behind the mission, you know what I mean? So I always knew mm-hmm. that I would be in entertainment. I, You know, the the magazine, that was just kind of a blessing that was brought to me. And, um, you know, it was something I was kind of natural at. So it worked really well for me. But so, yeah, I would say kind of, somewhat, mm-hmm. somewhat, definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh. Absolutely. Now, this is Lisa. We have to introduce ourselves because we do sound so much alike sometimes <laughs> that the <laughs> right. can't. Can't tell. Now, tell us a little bit about Lux House um, because you—that's your company that you started. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that and some of the things that you do. Okay, yeah, Lux House. Um, what's interesting about Lux House? Lux House is my uh, media and management group, and you know, like I said, I started my first talent management company back in '99. So as I transitioned and kind of journeyed through, you know all the different aspects of entertainment ended up at Crave, I hadn't really thought about management. Well, one thing about Crave that we um, are very proud of is that we have a knack for finding talented people first. Way before anybody else finds them or discovers them, we find them at Crave. People like um, Keith Carlos, who's Mr. Um, America's Next Top Model. He's the first male to ever Mm -hmm. win America's Next Top Model. Keith Carlos was in our cover search contest like four years before that. He was on our cover four years before that. We find so many talented people before mainstream finds them. 
you know, and um, that's just something that we've always been good at. We find even when it comes to actors and, you know, people um, on TV and some of these shows, we tend to find and feature them. Because the thing about Crave is we like to give people an opportunity who would not otherwise be on a magazine cover. You know, for us, the yeah. longest period of time, the only time you would see our men on a cover would be if they were in music because they were the music magazines for so long. You know, there was Vibe and Source and things like that. But if you weren't in music, you weren't on anybody's cover because you're not going to see our men on GQ, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we gave so many people different opportunities who wouldn't otherwise have those opportunities. And with us being a fashion magazine, we are the only fashion magazine for men of color. There are a lot of lifestyle magazines, you know, lifestyle being like Essence, um, mm-hmm. out of uh, Atlanta there's Control. You know, those are lifestyle magazines, but our magazine is fashion, and we're the only mm-hmm. ones that have a specific fashion magazine. So the purpose for um, for Crave was to really show men of color in mm-hmm. fashion, you know, to show the world that our men can walk runways, you know, and can wear European cuts. Or some of our mm-hmm. men are built, you know, and and they're they're um, muscular and they're models too, mm-hmm. you know. So that's the whole purpose with Crave. So Crave had kind of become a rite of passage for um, male models. If they're serious about being a model in this day and age, it's kind of a rite of passage to pass through the pages of Crave. So mm-hmm. what happened was we uh, were doing a photo shoot. We had scheduled the shoot. We shoot primarily in Atlanta. We shoot in Dallas. We shoot in L.A. When we shoot in L.A., we send a team out there. So we were going to shoot um, Des Bryant from the Cowboys and the singer Tank. We were going to shoot them both in the okay. same weekend because we were sending the crew out there. But we had an issue. Des had gotten called back to the Cowboys for something that was going on, so he couldn't shoot the time we were sending them out. And Tank, it was just a conflict with Tank with the pools you know, what he wanted to look like. Because, again, Crave is a fashion magazine. So really, whomever it is who's on the cover, you're you're the model. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. the model like anybody else. We're going to tell you what's in fashion because we have right. to be on mm-hmm. trend, on brand, fashion forward. So guess what? If the runway is showing Blue Paisley, guess what? You might be in Blue Paisley today. So mm-hmm. for the the celebrities, some of them, most of them, I have to tell you, most of them are so cooperative, and they understand that what we do is very editorial. It might not be something you will wear out in the street, but you're going to look amazing mm-hmm. in it, and you're going to look high fashion. Well, we were having an mm-hmm. issue with Tank. So mm-hmm. instead of sending a crew way out there to argue with Tank about what he was wearing, I decided we wouldn't send a crew out there. So my mm-hmm. stylist, he said, um, well, I have $20,000 worth of clothes, and we're going to put them on somebody. So I was like, okay, <laughs> we need to find a model, you know, to put mm-hmm. this these $20,000 worth of clothes on. So right. I called uh, – our publisher's name is William Young. And, you know, Crave is actually based out of Dallas. I'm here in Atlanta, and I have a team in Atlanta, but we're based out of Dallas. So I called uh, Will, and I said, you know what, we need a model um, to put these clothes in so that we can, you know, shoot for this issue. And Will mm-hmm. said to me, you know what, uh, you need to put those clothes on Travis Cure. He said, you put mm-hmm. him in a suit, he's going to look like the black James Bond. Now, mm-hmm. meanwhile, I had never seen Travis Cure because Travis, now, he <laughs> had been in Crave Fit, but Crave, our brand, we have Crave, which is a fashion magazine. We have Crave Fit, 
which is the fitness magazine, and then we have a Crave Cuts, which is grooming, and we do those like special edition. So mm-hmm. they all have their own publisher. You know, well, we have the same publisher, but they all have their own editor-in-chief, their own crew. I stay in my lane. So I had never seen right. Travis Cure. But when they sent uh, pictures to me, I was like, absolutely. Of course he's going to look like the black James Bond and the black Superman uh-huh. and whoever else we're going to make him, you know. So exactly. we called, you know, we called his publicist and um, spoke to her, and we set it up to shoot Travis in these, you know, $20,000 worth of clothes that Troy had pulled. So um, in that, you know, it was just such a good shoot, and I could just see so much potential. You know, Travis had been modeling before. He had been doing um, runway and, and uh, a lot of things out here, but I think that was kind of a turning point when we mm-hmm. featured him in Crave because what I said to Will was, you know, what we really should do is we should prove to people that we find talent first, you know, because normally we don't talk about it. We feature them, we keep it moving. But let's show people what the power of Crave really can be in this industry. Let's take mm-hmm. a model, make him a brand ambassador for Crave. Let's get behind him, support him, and see what we can do. Mm-hmm. And let's make it known that this is somebody we found. So we decided that Travis Cure was going to be Crave's first brand ambassador. Wow. And that is exactly how it happened. And from that point, you know, we featured him. Um, and we, you know, we had a couple of events and stuff. You know, we've done, we did some shoots with him. And his publicist at the time was uh, Farah. And Farah said to me, she said, you know, Crave should really have a management company. And I was like, well, you know, Crave is not going to have a management company because Crave has a magazine and we don't have time, you know, to really mm-hmm. be doing a full management company. But, you know, I had done management for so many years before. So I kind of thought right. about it. It was kind of in the back of my mind. And, um mm-hmm. You know, it, it eventually we, we just did so much work together and different things. It was just a good fit. And mm-hmm. so that's how I started managing Travis. Wow. So in that, that um, yeah, that's, that is literally exactly how it happened. And in that time, so they the transition came from, um, you know, Farrah didn't do his PR anymore right around the same time that I started managing him. So it was really just me and Travis. And mm-hmm. we just literally – when I tell you the grind is real, we beat mm-hmm. the streets. Like, we worked. We drove from Atlanta to D.C. to New York, you know, like in the car over a couple of days, just the two of us to go and do photo shoots. And, you know, just we put in a lot of work. And um, people would call and people just think that it's, you know, that this happened overnight. But it didn't. He put in his legwork before he even got to us. And then me and him put in a lot of work before we even got to the point to where we are. Mm-hmm. So one day we were having a conversation, and I was like, you know, because I was still using my Crave email address for everything. You know, people would, mm-hmm. would email me for um, him for management, you know, things that were specific to him but weren't specific to Crave. And I said, you know, what I really need to do is I need to separate the brands because we right. don't want it to look like it's you're still the brand ambassador out of respect for, for one, whomever comes next, who the next ambassador is, but also so you're not always in the shadow of Crave. Mm-hmm. So um, I said I need to come up with a name, you know. So we talked about all kinds of different things, and I was like, well, what do you think about Lux House? And, you know, you know how we want to be bougie, so I didn't want to spell a house like house. 
you know, so I'm like, okay, H-A-U-S, I lived in Germany a couple of days, that looks all international, yeah, I'm like, that looks international, let's do it, H-A-U-S, you know, so I was like, okay, so let's call it Lux House, because I literally felt like it was just, it was the house that I built, and I've been building since 1999, just brick by brick, you know, and just putting in work, so that's how we came up with the name Lux House, and it was just me and him. And mm-hmm. we had, I had no intention of ever picking up any other clients. My goal was it was just going to be me and Travis. We talked about it. I was like, yeah, you know, you know, like an entourage, you know, the movie Entourage. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, he only had one client, Benny Chase. He rolled with Benny mm-hmm. Chase, and that was it. It's just going to be me and you. You, you Benny Chase, I'm E, and that's <laughs> what we're going to do. You know, so that was kind of like <laughs> what the plan was, you know. That was, that was, that was the plan. We, we talked about it. That was, okay, so who else is going to be in our entourage? You know, this is what we're going to do. But um, uh-huh. just from being, you know, um, out and in the public eye, and you never realize how much people are really watching what you're doing. You know, and mm-hmm. we've made a lot of moves in a short period of time, so people just started hitting us up. You know, they would message him, okay, well, who's your manager? Can I contact her? And they would message me. And I literally had someone, I promise you, someone inboxed me, and she said, can you make me a star like you did him? That was exactly wow. how it opened. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, and she was like, you know, I, she, I think she went to school with Trav, and she's like, yeah, you know, and I, I model and I act and all this other stuff, you know, and like I said to her, I'm flattered. I really am. But mm-hmm. Travis looked like that when I met him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a magic wand right. that turned him into a star. He looked like that when I met him. Now, granted, we've done a lot of work, but I didn't make him. We have right. built each other. You know what I mean? Right. But um, mm-hmm. but still in all of that, um, you know, so Lux House, that's how Lux House started. And when I um, we did a shoot with Stevie Bags Jr. after you know Match Made in Heaven was getting ready to air, I want to say, and we were shooting him for Crave, and we were on set, and you know I thanked him for coming, and he was um, in hair and makeup, and he was like, you know what, that's where I know you from. He was like, IG. He said you manage Travis, right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so you know we started talking, and he was like, you know I'm uh-huh. looking for a manager, and I was thinking, uh, you know like, I really didn't have any intention of picking up anybody else, uh-huh. and I'm like, for one, I don't have time. I have children, I, you know, I had a magazine, I have clients, I work like, I was like, I really don't want to pick up an additional client, but um, mm-hmm. Stevie and I, I, we talked, and if you've ever seen the show, then, you know, his mom is, is very much hands-on, and she was in the show, and I sat down with Miss Lola and Stevie, and we talked, and it was a good fit, you know, mm-hmm. but before I made any decisions, of course, I sat down with Travis as well, mm-hmm. and we talked about it. Because at the end of the day, we formed Lux House together. Right. And, um, you know, so um, it was just a good fit across the boards. So now wow. I have Stevie, and then um, we recently picked up uh, Jonica Booth Blue from the Bad Girls Club. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's growing. It's great. And my goal is long-term with Lux House is to really just uh, create a conglomerate of people who are necessary for mm-hmm. entertainers, not just management. Mm-hmm. I don't want a management firm, but I want a firm that has a manager, has a um, a financial advisor, an agent, and a publicist all under the same umbrella so that that client is paying one fee to get all the things right. they well, need out of entertainment. That. Exactly. Well, that's you know? that. Yeah, so Absolutely. that's where we're going in the future. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we just want to help people reach reach their goals. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's wow, pretty that's much awesome. it. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a little bit of a little bit of what we do. Why I do it with writing royalty promotions, you know, with authors they come in, you know, they they need to be um, consulted. They might say, well, what about this cover? And I might have to say, you know, that cover is ugly. I'm sorry, you need right. a new one. But you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you you have to give people give it to people straight up um, how it really is. What are some of the difficulties um, that you have experienced with um, managing others um, and still continuing to do all the things that you you have set up around yourself? Well, the most difficult thing is sleeping. (laughs) Finding time to sleep. That's the biggest challenge, you know. But, you know, honestly, what I have learned um, from especially from when I first started, you know, I was a rookie when I first started. I didn't really know the industry well. I was just trying to uh, figure it out. But I've always been very business oriented, you know, and I've always just had an ability to to form relationships and to make things happen. So I think the biggest challenge, um, and it's not a challenge for me anymore, but just in the industry is being realistic about what you can do. And also being realistic, making sure your clients are realistic about their expectations. People mm-hmm. think that you can um, overnight become, you know, a success or whatever the case is. They think that what you can do for one client, you're going to automatically be able to do. And when I tell you, management is, is such a, it's just we're so unappreciated a lot of the times because people always think, especially artists, you know how artists are. They're artists, you know. They always, of course, they are. They believe in their art, and we believe in them when we get behind them. But you also have to be realistic about setting the expectation. I'm never going to tell you, yes, I can make you X, Y, Z if I can't do it. If you hear me say I can do it, it's because it's going to get done. I never overpromise and underdeliver. It's always realistic. You know what you're going to get, and that's exactly what you're going to get. I'm a woman of my word. That is something that drives me nuts when people commit to things or say that they're going to do something, they don't do it. So I think that um, just being able to be honest with the talent, letting them know this is exactly what we're going to do, this is how it's going to work. Um, sometimes it's not what they want to hear. They all want to hear that, yeah, you're going to make it happen tomorrow or you're going to blow up tomorrow or we're going to take you here, but that's just not realistic. So you have to set realistic timelines and goals for them, and you have to deliver. And it's that simple. If you can deliver, people are always going to be happy, you know. And there's always going to come a point where I feel that everyone really should, if you're not growing somebody, they're going to outgrow you. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes our job is to prepare them to outgrow us. You know what I mean? So I think that that's Mm -hmm. just kind of, um, that's just part of it. But I think that that is the biggest challenge in this industry period is people not being able to deliver what they've promised and then also taking it personally um, when it doesn't work. You know, Mm. sometimes you just have to understand Mm. that it's not meant, we're here for a purpose, and once you've met that purpose, whatever that purpose may be, it's it's time to move forward. Maybe I've outgrown you. You know what I'm saying? But it's okay. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's okay because somebody's got to be growing somewhere. Are we both just sitting right. looking at each other? Somebody's got to be growing. <laughs> now, we might grow together. You know what I mean? We might grow together, which is great. 
if we do, then we mm-hmm. can stay together forever. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's going to be different paths or whatever the case may be. We may outgrow each other, but that's okay too because to me that says I have done my job because I've gotten you to that next level, and now it's time to mm-hmm. pass the torch. Right. So I think that's what and I that, see the most in this industry. And everybody's purpose is not for everybody. You know, it's, you come into people's lives for a reason and for a season, and like mm-hmm. you said, you may have, serve that purpose or serve that season to give whoever the tools so that they can move forward or even yourself can move forward. You know, everything is not for everybody all the time. Absolutely. And it's okay. And that's what people Mm -hmm. really have to understand, that it is okay. And if you see someone who you've worked with and they've blown up, know that you had a part in that and you played that part of that puzzle. You know what I mean? Because without mm-hmm. you, they wouldn't be able to get there. You've done your role, but but it's not. I mean, let them keep it moving because at the end of the day, you're still moving as well. Exactly. You know. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I always say that you know, in every relationship, there is. Uh, first of all, when people come into any relationship, whether it's um, a book deal or a contract with a modeling firm, whatever it is, they always come in with preset expectations of what they mm-hmm. expect the experience to be. This is what I expect. This is what I want. Me, 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 I, 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 without really taking the time to research to know what it is that you are um, really stepping into. But a lot of times when you have a relationship, there's a reset process. Um, everything yes. is a reset, and I always say you either reset and move forward together, or you reset and you separate. And like you said, the separation is not always a bad thing. That just means that you guys didn't reset on the same page. Everybody was right. going, somebody went to the left, somebody was going to the right. But that's just what happens. It's, it's the evolution of relationships. That's how they move. What are some Absolutely. of the things that you you talk to some of your clients about when they first step in to your office and you see all these lights flashing out of their eyes, they have all these preset expectations, you have given them the rundown, but what are some of the, like, jewels that you really, really drop on them to prepare them for what the, the work that needs to be put in um, for them to get where they want to go? Well, I think um... – I'm fortunate in that, you know, Travis and I started from very early on, and we've grown, you know, together. So we pretty much know where we're going. We've known from day one where we're going, and we're always on the same page. Now, my other two clients, luckily, they already, um, when I pick them up, they've already been, they're where they, you know, they're there. They're just trying to keep moving. They're already at celebrity status. You know, Stevie, when I picked up Stevie, he had already done Match Made in Heaven. He's been in the NFL. You know, he's a successful entrepreneur. He's already been there. So he understands. He's very realistic in um, how everything works. So the main thing with asking him and even with, with Blue also, the very first thing was just to understand what it is that um, that they want to see happen. What are their goals? What are the top five things you want to be known for in in order, you know? Um, and once I know that, then I tell them this is how I can get you there or what's realistic or what or how, what I can't do or what I don't see working, you know. Um, and if we're on the same page, then let's go. If we're not on the same page, then we need to revisit, 
you know, and it may be that, Mm -hmm. okay, well, this might not be the best fit. Luckily for the clients that I have, it was a good fit. And, you know, people always ask what what is the role of a manager because Mm -hmm. what you find is people want to figure out really what they're asking is how do you get paid. That's what they're really asking. How do you get paid? What do you get paid for? You know, um, so mm-hmm. I always explain to people, especially people who are new and coming into the industry and sometimes people who've been around, but, you know, there are three main people in entertainment. There's the manager, there's the agent, and there's the publicist. The publicist's job is to have you to get you talked about, period. They get paid up front. They're retained you know, usually on a monthly basis for an amount of time, but you pay them up front for their services, and their job is to get you talked about. The agents, their job is to get you booked on gigs to get you paid. That's all they do is get you booked. They get a percentage of what they book. Now, your manager is your lifeline. We're an extension of them. We are them when they're not around. We're that buffer between them and the outside world. We know things about them their mother won't know. We're an extension of them. We are all-encompassing. So we get paid a percentage off of what they make, period. I'm not going to get paid to book you because my job is not just to book you. My job doesn't Mm -hmm. end with calling, getting you set up, you know, for an audition and hoping you get that booked. We Mm -hmm. make decisions, career decisions together. You know, what's good for the brand, what's not good for the brand. Sometimes we may veer into different directions. I may open you up to something you never even thought about. Case in point, we just, um, with Blue, she now has a radio show that she just started. She's done, this is her third week she did this week. She never even thought about radio. Mm-hmm. We, You know, I brought that to her like, listen, let's talk about where you're going career-wise. You are a personality, you know what I mean? You, She is so much bigger than life. Like just, you know, mm-hmm. not even just reality. Is she her, she's, her timing, her comedic timing, is, and it's just natural. So what about radio? She's like, mm, never really thought about it. But now that we've opened that market up, you know, she sees it, she's embracing it, and it's just a whole nother, um, another avenue for her to really expand. So as a manager, that's our job is to create those new opportunities, help to kind of determine where they're going, but, you know, and not just to talk about it, but actually help to, to bring it to life. You know, right. so that doesn't just right. start and end with a phone call, me calling saying, okay, he's coming to a, a club and how much it's going to cost. And a lot of times you're never going to know what, what we laid, what foundation we laid that now turned into something that the agent booked because it all comes from legwork that we do every single day. So that's how we get paid off of what you make, not off of what you book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people had to really understand what our role is and, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of step into that role. And I stay in my lane. I'm not a publicist. I'm I'm not. I'm not a publicist. You know, I have mm-hmm. contacts and connections, and I can make some things happen, but I am not a publicist, nor am I an agent. I stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. I know what I do well, and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Chrissy, this is Tony. Sometimes, you know, like you said with Blue, you saw the, the radio thing. Sometimes you can mm-hmm. see things that the person may not see themselves. Because you can see the bigger picture, and you can you know their talents and abilities, and you know the, mm-hmm. the avenues where they can get the most out of it. So sometimes you yeah. have to listen to that outer voice as well as that inner voice, and and, and be open. To Absolutely, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know what I found, Tony, is when when people trust you, and mm-hmm. you're able to produce 
and you have a track record, but more importantly, they trust you because they know that your intentions are real. They know that you, you know, have uh, the experience and the knowledge to be able to advise them. A lot of the mm-hmm. time, they're open to trying those things. Now, mm-hmm. if they don't trust you, you know what I'm saying, then, then of course, there's going to be that hesitation. But if they trust you and they know if, if I believe in you and I'm saying we can make this happen because that's just who I am and we have right. that trust between each other, Mm-hmm. We're gonna make it happen, and they go. They they roll with it typically, you know what I mean? Because that's, that's part of my powerful. job. Mm-hmm. It's part of my job, you know. It really mm-hmm. is. That's part of what I do, and what makes me effective. I have that ability to find those things and pull them out, you know. And mm-hmm. that's that's what we do. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And trust is a powerful tool that opens up for you guys to just sky's the limit. You know, okay, I'm rolling with you. We riding and dying with it. That's right. And it's important to not break that trust either, you know. Because mm-hmm. once you lose exactly. it, you know, it's just That's like in a relationship. It's hard to get back. It's That's hard to so get back, true. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why, you know. true. I know the one thing that I can <laughs> honestly say is I'm not ever going to promise something that I can't make happen. I just, I just don't. It's just bad business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's right. Now, I do have a question. This is Alicia because you have um, Stevie, and he does have a book out. But by him being Mm -hmm. already high profile, how do you help him to market that book so that it kind of reaches the grassroots, so that um, people actually, the readers, get in tune uh, with his pen or in his journey that he has put put out? Well, with Stevie – for him, the, the way his book is typically marketed is um, it accompanies his uh, motivational speaking because he does a lot of speaking to a lot of universities, um, you know, high school students. He's, an, he's a brand ambassador also for the Boys and Girls Club. So he does a lot of speaking engagement. So it kind of ties into that. So the marketing is direct marketing for the book through that. And let me tell you, if you have never heard Stevie Baggs speak, you would want to hear mm-hmm. him speak. He is brilliant. He is brilliant, and he is passionate, and, you know, he's articulate, and he's just awesome to work with. So for us, the book is not really a separate thing for us. It it goes hand-in-hand hand with his speaking, you know, mm-hmm. so that, that market is kind of built in there. Mm. Absolutely. Now, if we were sitting here a year from now um, having this conversation and we were talking about the accomplishments um, that you had in 2016, what are some of the things we would be discussing at that time? Wow. Um, I would definitely say just really uh, the full launch of Lux House, you know, and and acquiring my new clients, um, all of my clients, right now I can say are all moving forward towards exactly what we've, you know, set for them to do. Um, mm-hmm. Travis, you know, he we went to his first movie premiere that we shot last year. Um, we went to his first movie premiere. He's done. He's on several book covers, which I know you guys know. Um, we just went last night where they premiered a video that he's in. He's been in at least two or three videos this year. There's so many roles that we turn down for Travis. The offers come in all the time, 
you know, but we turn them down because we're really selective about what it is that he, you know, that he's going to do. Um, we have a very specific career goal for him, and we don't stray from that, you know. So for him to be in such high demand is great because all the things that we've worked for or worked so hard for, we've seen that come to light. You know, for Stevie, um, like I said, Stevie, you know, was successful in who he is before I even met him. So coming in working with him has been to really help to expand the brand, you know, not having mm-hmm. to build the brand from the ground up, but just to help expand his brand and um, to really be able – he has so many moving parts. He has his foundation. You know, he has the, the cafe that he runs. So just to be able to help him to expand the brand, and, like, we have a couple of shows that we're working on for him. You know, he has um, a commercial that's out. He has a couple of – you know, he's a brand ambassador for – um, not only the Boys and Girls Club and Young Living um, Essential Oil, also he's the health and wellness ambassador for the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So just to be able to come in and help him to get to, you know, the next level and have different ideas creatively that I can help mm-hmm. to bring to the table, that, you know, to expand that, that's been great for this year. Um, picking up Blue and really helping her to, um, you know, kind of re reintroduce herself back into the market and find a new niche for her because, you know, she mm-hmm. acts, but honestly, she doesn't love acting. She's a personality, mm-hmm. you know, so to be able to find an avenue and something that we know that she can really get into, like, for me, it's been amazing. For Crave, Crave has done so many things. Like, we have just blown up even more. This is our 11th year. For Crave. Wow. We started, yes, yeah. we are 11 years in. And, um, you know, every year we're doing more. Our our covers, I remember when we the very first time we ever, we were like one of the first magazines like around here where we, you know, in Atlanta where we're, like I know um, Control, Sheen, like we're all, you know, we know all of each other and everything. But we were the first ones who actually were on a reality show and styled on a reality show. We did The Real Housewives of Atlanta back a few years ago when Kenny Moore first started her first season. So that mm-hmm. was like a huge thing, you know. And I remember um I remember when we actually did that. And it was so we did it, we shot it like in July, but it didn't air until January. They hadn't even announced mm-hmm. that she was going to be the next uh, cast member on the show when we shot it. So we had like this gag order and everything we had to sign. We couldn't even talk about it or anything because it hadn't dropped. We had no idea when it was going to air. So mind you, we shot this in June. Now here it is, January. We didn't know when it was coming, but I literally remember I was at home and I was like doing things, you know, getting my, my boys ready for bed and my phone is ringing and I see the phone and I'm like, well, I hadn't talked to him in a long time. Well, it couldn't be that important. You know when people call you out the blue and it's like, I know I hadn't, like, what? I'm surprised I even mm-hmm. had a phone number in my phone. I thought you Well, let me finish what I'm doing. I'll call you back. I hadn't talked to you in five years. Five minutes is not going to hurt. So I keep, you know, moving around, and then my phone is ringing again. And this time it was my brother. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, so I stopped. I answered the phone, and he's like, Sissy, I see you on TV. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's what it is. When I tell you that phone was blowing up, people, I promise you I had not seen since elementary school were hitting me on wow. Facebook, tagging me and stuff, you know, and it was just like crazy. 
But, you know, uh-huh. we were, like, really the first ones who had done that. So now since then I've seen, like, everybody I know, you know, in Atlanta, different you know, magazines have kind of gotten on board, you know, and done that kind of thing, doing shoots for people and stuff. But we were, like, really the first ones that did that. Mm-hmm. So, Pioneers. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, have, we have pioneered a lot of things. We really have. Mm-hmm. And we've been around for such a long time. And we always mm-hmm. try new things and do new things, you know. And um, mm-hmm. it's great. It's great to see other people doing the same things, you know. It's just it's about everybody's brand expanding. But, like, honestly, this year has been a great year. It's been a great year mm-hmm. for me for business, just, you know, just in life. Like, I have not one complaint. I'm just grateful, you know. Right. I'm grateful. Yeah. That's an awesome thing. Not as many people can say that. Yes. Yes, it's been great. Not at all. I mean, it's good when you have that peace because that brings peace to your life when when you can actually say, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff I could complain about, but it's not really worth complaining about. I'm just really, really good. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have to tell you, whatever, the, the way I live my life, and it hasn't always been this way, but, you know, through growth and, and walking through, you know, your truth and spiritual process and everything, you learn how to really process things. And mm-hmm. I don't see anything as a negative. I am really that person with the rose-colored glasses that, you know, is like I always see whatever it is, there is a lesson in it that was meant to happen in that way, and there is a positive in every single thing. Every single thing. That's I can so go true. outside right now and my tire could be flat, and the first thing I'm going to think is, at least it's not all of them. I got one spare. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I can pop this on and mm-hmm. keep it moving. You know, but I've just keep learned to live my life that way. And mm-hmm. it's a good thing, and it's everything is a blessing. It, every single thing. I have no complaints whatsoever. That is a blessing. That truly is, and a lot of people can't say that, or or they see the blessing and not even realize that it's in actuality it is a blessing. Mhm. Absolutely. Being that glass half empty instead of half full. Half right. full. Yeah. Okay. Now, well, now let me tell you my theory on the half empty and of... half full. I'm sorry. Say that again. I said, let me tell you my theory on the half empty and half full, though. Now, this is the logical okay. part of me speaking. If it came. <laughs> full, then it's half empty. If it came empty, Ooh. it's half full. So if you went and you bought a, a jar of peanut butter, when it gets to the mm-hmm. to the middle, it's half empty because it started full. Now, if you had an empty glass and you poured some water, now it's half full because you got to fill it up. So there is a logic in that. So that's how I believe in the half empty, half full thing. That's just a little sidebar. Because, you know, some people are like, well, is it half empty? Is it half empty? Look, it's not, about, it's not about optimism. This is logical fact. If it started mm-hmm. off full, it is now half empty. Because <laughs> you got to keep it full. Because you got to continue That's right. You it heard full. it from me. <laughs> and I have a question because you do a, a crazy a fashion magazine. You, you have mm-hmm. that fashion sense. You do a lot of branding. You do, I mean, marketing. Is that what you went to school for? No, actually, school to be an accountant. Oh, yeah, wow. I went to school to be an accountant. Right, <laughs> exactly. I um, <laughs> all the way last year. <laughs> I, yeah, I used to compete in accounting right. competitions when I was in like high school. Um, but you know, back when. When I was in high school, and I grew up in the Midwest, I was born in Oklahoma, 
and I lived in um, Texas, and then, you know, I also lived in New York later on in life. But in the Midwest, you know, back then there was no Internet and all of that stuff. So you knew about the careers that existed right there around you. We didn't mm-hmm. know about, you know, growing up in Texas and being in Oklahoma. We didn't know about all these different jobs and careers that existed in, you know, in the industry. Back then, if you're smart, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're an accountant, that's pretty much how it works. It doesn't matter right. that you have a passion for hair or makeup. You know what I mean? You're not a makeup artist. You know what? You have 102 average in accounting. Guess what? You're going to be an accountant. When I took mm-hmm. my college entrance exam, took my ACT, mm-hmm. I ranked in the 98th percentile. I only missed six. Went to Oklahoma State oh. on an academic scholarship. I was an accountant major. Wow. That is what you do when you're smart. You know, that's how we grew up. And mm-hmm. um, I quickly got bored. I got bored <laughs> and uh, decided, you know, what? this is not even what I want to do. I think I'm going to go and get a job. And I did. And, you know, and from there, it's like I I learned early on that you have to really follow your passion. Because it doesn't matter if you're good at it, if you're not passionate about it, and chances are you're not going to be fulfilled. You know, so that's what happened. That's what happened with me. So, no, I did not go to school um, to do any of this, but it was always natural for me because I, um, you know, I was uh, always very uh, creative and also with writing. I was always in, like, the college prep classes, and I had, like, 103 average in English, in college prep English my senior year. And, like, my my teacher used to grade my papers first and then grade everybody else's based on how I did because I've always been a natural writer. Yeah, exactly. I was was that one. The one that messed it up for everybody, that was me. So, you know, it's just always kind of been – writing has just been natural for me. So, yeah, but no, I – I didn't go to school for this. I wish I had. Who knows what I'd be doing right now? Wow. Who knows is right, because you just took a total up <laughs> curve from, from that major. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly, yep. <laughs> wow. Because I was going to ask you, if you wasn't doing what you would be doing today, what would it be? And do you think you would fall back on that math? No. No, I was so bored. I was so bored. When I was in college, I thought I was, oh, man, I was just like, I can't see myself just pushing this pencil for the rest of my life. When I was in college, I used to do, um, I thought I was going to be a comedian. I wanted to be a comedian. I used to stand up, like, during lunch, I mean, during, like, dinner, you know, when you're in in having dinner and stuff. And, yeah, I used to do stand-up. You couldn't tell Mm -hmm. me I wasn't going to be a comedian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought I was funny. I really did. I thought I was funny. Yeah, another avenue I didn't see coming. <laughs> I did. I really thought I was going to be a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> that is now, true. can you see yourself taking on a comedian as a client? Yeah, what definitely. Would you be able to offer them. You, well, you know, I think the basic foundation. Let me tell you what I have learned. People mm-hmm. in whatever career it is, they know where they want to go. Now, one thing about me is I know the basic foundation of just business, business, network, and I have a lot of contacts, you know, that I've really fostered and just developed over the years. Mm-hmm. If we'll make it happen, we're going to make it happen. Now, I don't pretend to know everything, but I guarantee you I know somebody who does. And I'm always going to find the mm-hmm. answer to whatever it is, and I'm going to make it happen because that's just what I do. 
So if okay. I had a, a comedian client right now and their goal typically, you know, is, is really, if I'm guessing, they want to do go from maybe comedy to um, doing their own stand-up to getting into, you know, sitcoms and, and things. Most comedians want their own show or, you know, they want to get into TV. Well, that's my avenue. Mm-hmm. So I can get you there. You know what I mean? Right. This this about the end result. Now I, right. I now I happen to have a, a friend who um runs Comic Bill. Comic Bill is like a traveling comedy tour. I can get oh. you on that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I have let me tell you, I have a contact and sometimes I I feel like um I try not to be that no and you know I wrote about stuff like this in my book, Leisha. You know that person, and every time you get ready to do something, she got it too. So right. she knows that. I try not to be that person. You know, yeah, you see, know, I was just when, about to when do I that. see you, I'll go read you this book, T. She okay. This book. I said, you wrote this book to talk about people, didn't you? You know, it's just that, all that's what she said. You be want to tell people. But you just don't ever tell them. So she wrote it in a book so that she could tell them and get paid for it at the same time. That's what she told me. But you know what? Let me tell you. That stuff is so real, and that book is really about me and my friends. Now, not every single scenario, but most of it is about me and my friends and things that we have done over our lifetime. And, you know, and it's fun, and it's real, and it's, it's but they're the things that you should be able to say to the people you were closest to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, I'm not walking out on the street telling these people this, but I tell you what, I have a lot of friends who would go and be like, you know what? Girl, I went, I had a friend I needed to say this to, and I didn't even know how to say it, so I just went and bought the book. I promise you, that's what they tell me. I just went and bought the book and just gave it to her. I have this one friend in Dallas, and I met her because she read my book, and she literally purchased about seven or eight. We are still friends to this day. She purchased about seven or eight, and she was just giving them out like, girl, giving them out like Halloween trick-or-treat candy. She was like, girl, every time I got something to say to somebody, I just give them a book. And... But but it's, people can relate to it because there's some chapter in there that we all could relate to. And I remember mm-hmm. I had a the, the lady that did my lashes for the longest back then. She bought one mm-hmm. of the books, you know, to support. And she said she was reading, and she was like, uh, well, how long has this woman felt this way about me? I said, girl, that is not about you. That, that is not about you. But, you know, people can relate. It's something in there that you uh, that you can relate to. Right. It's so funny. Well, how they say, if if the shoe fits, you might as well, you know, lace that stuff on up. If you feel that it it, it suits you just that close, it wasn't about you, but since you feel away, maybe it is. And you just don't know. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But that book, she, it it was just her going in on people. I said, and strangers, I was not going in on people. I would know it real It was about keeping it real with the women in our lives. Because you mm-hmm. know what? If my thing? friend lets me go out, no, because, see, this is your friend. Now, I wouldn't walk up to somebody I don't know and be like, girl, you know you don't need that. Because that's her friend's job. Her mm-hmm. friend was the one that should have said to her, you know, sister, this is, you probably shouldn't wear these, you know, pleather pants with his zebra print and his dead in the summer. She should, that's not my responsibility. That's her friend's responsibility. Just like it's my friend's responsibility. And I hold my friends accountable for my behavior. Girl, why didn't uh-huh. you say to me that right, I'm, you, you know, acting like this? Like that and not right. feel like they were right. 
Right. That is that is your friend's job. That's not my job to tell a stranger. Uh, but I mm-hmm. am looking at her like she doesn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's what I need this them to book do. Here. <laughs> okay, exactly. She don't have any friends. Let me hear her this book here. Right. Two things that we need to talk about with this makeup you have on. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know what? And tell me. If you're my friend, please tell me. Don't wait and let somebody else be looking at me like, why, where are her friends? Tell me. And mm-hmm. that's what the book is about. Tell me. And if you're my friend, I expect you to tell me, and I expect you to tell me the truth. People who I don't mm-hmm. know are the ones who are going to sugarcoat things for me and, you know, allow me to act away or, you know, just look any kind of way or speak, you know, and, and because they want to make fun of me. They want to really commute behind my back. But as my mm-hmm. friend, don't let don't put me in that position. Keep it real with me. And that's what the book right. is about. Honestly, it's about that. It's about keeping it real with those people who you say you love, those friends who are your friends. It's ride for me. Tell me. Let me turn around and go back mm-hmm. in the house and, and change. You know what I mean? But don't have me out in the street where women who I know don't like me or people who I know are just waiting to see me fail. Don't let me get to that right. point. Stop me before I mm-hmm. get out the door. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's really what it's mm-hmm. about. Now, it is, it's fun, and it's comedic, you know, and we talk about all this crazy stuff. But the whole real gist of the book was just to say, you know, we as, as friends and women and people in, in each other's lives, we need to be accountable. We need to be mm-hmm. accountable for being having real relationships. You know what I mean? Real honest dialogue and real honest right. relationships and not fake relationships where you can't say something to someone because you're afraid you're going to offend them. You know I'm not you know if I love you I'm never going to say anything to hurt you. You know what I mean? Right. And you should never right. take it that way. You should know that I'm not doing this to offend you, but to to lift you up and to make sure that we're always seen in our best light. And that's really what the book is about. Now it's funny, I'm not going to lie, but you know <laughs> that's really that's really what it's about. That's really where it's, you know where it comes from. Oh, yeah, it's funny, though. But that, that person has to be too. receptive of the truth, though. You know, they have to be able to be, to be receptive of what it, what it is that a friend is trying to tell them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and again, you know, that's that, that walking in truth, that living, you know, and, and having real true relationships. And some people mm-hmm. don't. Some people will never have true relationships. And, you know, and that's unfortunate. But mm-hmm. for those of us who do, now, we understand. You wearing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Word, but no, you're not. You wearing that <laughs> You wearing that oh, word, but you need to change, sister girl. Exactly. Because, you know, like I said in that book, someone who doesn't care, they'll be like, oh, yeah, girl, you look fine. Because the reality is they want you to look crazy because when they stand next to you, they don't look better than you. They they don't mm-hmm. want what's best for you. Yeah, don't don't tell me. Look, ask me, am I wearing that? You wearing that? Yeah. <laughs> Girl, nah, I guess I'm not. If you ask me if I'm wearing it, I need to change. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And there's so many times. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about this uh, on a previous interview. Our guest, Felicia Hamilton, how it's rare when you find somebody that likes you just for you. Like, mm-hmm. just for you. And mm-hmm. um, there was this live uh, for uh, a radio show that live yesterday, and they were talking about open marriages. And mm-hmm. they were talking about Monique and her husband. But the one mm-hmm. thing, uh, they did an interview on the um, preachers, which 
which came on over the summertime. It premiered over the summer. Now, the best part, Mm -hmm. um, I think so many people get stuck on the sex portion of the relationship that they skip all the other stuff. And what they said was, we are open to communication. We are open to, you know, they kind of skip that stuff. I think people miss that. There's so many people that are in relationships, whether they're working relationships or otherwise, and you can't be honest with that person. You can't, like, really, really be honest with that person. And the other person doesn't really like you for you. They like you or they tolerate you for what you can do for them. And then when you Mm -hmm. can't do those things for them no more, then you're no longer of any service. So just finding those people that do for you, those are the ones that will support you no matter what. They may not understand your vision. They may not see your vision. They may not agree with it, but it's like, hey, I'm about to roll. I'm rocking with you. What is it it that you need me to do? Because I don't understand what's going on, but I I got you. So you tell me what it is that you need. And it's rare that you actually find people like that. But you know what the thing is, is the problem a lot of times is not that they don't like you for you. You have to like you for you first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once you really truly love and accept yourself, then the rest of that is not going to matter anyway. You know, and that's when you're able to see and really foster genuine relationships because you're not concerned with anything that's superficial because at the end of the day, you love yourself. You know, and you're not you're not worried about impressing someone or what someone else thinks of you and you know that the people who are around you um are genuine. You can see past that veil. You know what I mean. So that's where a lot of that starts. They don't. They they lack that love for themselves. They spend as much time loving them as they as they do worried about trying to make somebody else love them. It would be a, a much better situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we have so enjoyed having you on the in the chat room, Kristen. We really appreciate you sharing your t- journey as well as your time with us. Yes, thank you, ladies, for having me. It's definitely be, been fun, and, um, yeah, it's just been great. It's been great, and we should definitely do this again. Not necessarily, you know, on the show, but mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely we should get together in the same space. Yes. That would be yes, awesome. Absolutely. Wow, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be your way tomorrow. <laughs> oh, will you? You'll be in Atlanta yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, and then oh, I'll nice, be there for me. your party. Yes, yes, it's going down. <laughs> the Lux Haunted House. <laughs> I thought that was going to be so awesome, you know, for people to actually get a chance to come and meet all my clients, you know, and all of mm-hmm. us and just kind of hang out and vibe. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad you're going to be here. That's going to be exciting. Oh, before you go, tell everybody about your event that you have coming up and your social media as well. Yes. Well, we are doing, for Halloween, we're doing um, Lux House event, the Halloween bash at Dream Cafe, which is a cafe owned by Stevie. And Mm -hmm. Stevie, um, Travis, and Blue are all hosting. And it's going to be a great time. You know, costumes optional, but, you know, appreciate it. Get everybody, get festive and get in the mood. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's going to be on the 28th, next Friday. Is that next Friday? Friday after next, the 28th. Next and uh, mm-hmm. is that next week? That is next week, isn't it? Girl, I yep. got to get my costume. Yep. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, that is next week. The time just flies. But, yes, yeah, so next week, next Friday at Dream Cafe. Um, some of our handles, social media, mine is Christy Lux, and that's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y. L-U-X-E, mm-hmm. um, Travis, Travis.Cure, Blue is Blue1X, Blue1Time, um, Stevie, Stevie Bags Jr., and Lux House MMG. Don't forget Crave awesome. Magazine, Crave underscore magazine. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing all that with us, Christy. We appreciate you, girl. Thank you, sisters, and I will definitely look forward to speaking with you soon and Alicia seeing you next week. Yeah, yes, I have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, we will. We'll send you pictures since you're not going to be with us, Miss Tony. <laughs> yeah, I'll be looking online and saying, wish I was there. there. <laughs> yeah, you'll be, be, be with us in spirit. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You'll be there in March, <laughs> so we'll all get together in March. That'll be fun. Yes. Definitely. Absolutely. Yes, that'll be great. <laughs> looking forward to March also. That's going to be huge. Yeah, so that sounds too. good. Yes, thank you so much. You yes, have a great really evening, okay? You. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Good night. Bye-bye. We had a powerful show tonight. Two wonderful, yes. powerful right. women Girl joined us. Out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, women really on the was. move. That's what I should have called it. Instead of Brandon made easy, I should have called it women on the move because these that two been perfect. are on the move. They are mm-hmm. moving and shaking and making things happen. Awesome experience, awesome conversation with mm-hmm. these ladies. If you're just tuning in and you missed our show, no worries. You can catch our archives on Blog Talk or on iTunes. We appreciate you guys, and we will see you next week. Have a great night, everyone. Why do you tell them to me?